Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Slasher Scotty. I am your host, Scotty McCoy, and boy, do I have a surprise for all of you. I have on Zoom with me right now, Sierra Mitchell, and she played Maggie McNeil in Massacre Academy. Hey, Sierra, how you doing? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm excited to have you on. I know we set this up, I believe it was last week. Uh, Mark sent me up with the three leading ladies of Massacre Academy, and I'm so glad to have you on. I'll be having Christina on a little later today. So, cool. <laughs> so first question I got for you is generic. Uh, how did you get your start in acting? Well, I actually started doing musical theater. So I've been doing I've been doing that since I was like around six or seven. And I just did like community theaters and I do like local shows and stuff like that. Um, And then I met Mark um, just through Facebook and through mutual friends on Facebook. And he kind of kickstarted that for me, which I'm still super grateful for. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I, uh, I actually, uh, cause I know a couple of people in my upcoming movie 72 is, uh, in, um, uh, is in Massacre Academy. And, uh, I know, uh, I heard of Massacre Academy through them and, uh, I reached out to Mark on Instagram and I didn't think he was on my Facebook. So I reached out on Instagram. He was already following me and we talked and, and then I'm like, so I'll add you on Facebook. He's like, I think we're on Facebook. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah. I'm like, look, I'm like, oh, he's on my Facebook. Interesting. I didn't even expect that. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So that was pretty cool. But yeah, he, he's a good guy. Uh, so speaking of Mark, how was he as a director? Oh, Mark is just wonderful. He has so many great ideas. He's the most talented director I've probably worked with. Um, he just is so, he cares about the cast. He cares about his work. He like puts every small detail into there. He is honestly the and he's a great friend like he yeah. is an amazing person so he's like amazing to work with so if you ever like get the chance to work with mark it's not an opportunity you want to pass up like he is such a nice. great person it was actually confirmed officially publicly yesterday when i interviewed him that i will be working with him on wolf hollow i will be oh, in- that is amazing i don't have a part yet or anything like that uh but we're, we're going to discuss that more but uh he's I, I said if i'm in wolf hollow he's like if if you're in will follow i'm like yeah oh that's so, awesome you're gonna have so, so much fun <laughs> i can't wait because i can't wait to uh work with him because I, I we talked about working with each other in the past and uh, like you know for this past week and I, i'm really looking forward to it because i heard so many great things from you and from jess about him and i'm mm-hmm. sure christine will say the same thing so that's really exciting oh, yeah <laughs> so are you are you gonna be in will follow i'm not sure yet Okay. Um, I've talked, we've had a few conversations about it, so, nice. uh, fingers crossed I will be, I have not auditioned yet, but I am planning on auditioning. So. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I asked the same questions to both Jess and Mark. So I'm going to ask you the same thing. Cause you might give a different take on it. So, um, people that don't know about Massacre Academy, can you explain in your own words what the premise of this film is? Okay. So basically there were murders about two years ago mm-hmm. and it was my parents because it was supposed to be it was actually supposed to be chris they were supposed like the um carney the clown was supposed to get chris and it was henry lee palmer this like janitor okay um so henry lee palmer ended up drowning in a lake nice. supposedly drowning in the lake and so two years later this is like present time um, there's someone like copycatting the murders. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're trying to figure out if it's like actually Henry Lee, like he supposedly died in the lake. Like, is it actually him? Or is it like someone trying to copycat it? Yeah. So my character specifically is just the little sister. So I kind of like look up to 
Chris and I look up to my my big sister because she's been through so much and I really like idolize her a lot um so that's basically like the little premise I can't give away too much but like that's what they say in like the beginning of the movie so nice (laughs) it really does sound awesome I know uh like I said Mark uh, he gave me a link to the video to screen it so I can uh like review it and give him like my thoughts on it and everything so that's awesome uh, I won't be watching it this weekend I'm busy this weekend but probably next weekend or next week sometime I'm gonna be giving it a shot I can't wait to see what you guys do with it because uh, I'm really excited about this it's so good. It's such a good watch, honestly. I did see the trailer, and the trailer is badass. It's like so, <laughs> you know. so badass. <laughs> so your character, obviously, in the movie is Maggie McNeil. So can you tell us a bit about your character, who she is, what she does, and all that? Yeah, so Maggie McNeil is a college student. She just turned 18. Um, she's going for film, so she likes to do, like, film studies, and she makes little short films, and she mostly spends her time in the film lab. That's just her, like, passion. Okay. And like I said before, she looks up to Chris. She idolizes her a lot because Chris has been through so much. Uh, She also is uh, very fond of Becca. She loves Becca, which is Christina's character. Mm -hmm. Um, She, her and Becca do everything together. Um, Yeah, like Maggie is like the badass, I would say. She's a really, she knows what she wants. She like gets through things differently than other kids do she's kind of like more of like the different kid um but she like is amazing I found like when I was doing my character development um like trying to get into the character of Maggie I found like a little part of Maggie within me and I feel like that's that's cool I get to carry her with me now so that's awesome that's awesome so uh, Mark's waiting for this question uh a little birdie told me that there was a story involving you and an elevator do you care to <laughs> oh my gosh I can't with this okay (laughs) so uh, okay on set there was this elevator okay and me and Christina like before we started like filming or anything we just wanted to check it out and see what it was because we were like I wonder if this elevator works and I caught the entire thing on film by the way because I've been like I've been doing like little vlogs for Massacre Academy and I've been like editing it and I just found the video. So I, I wonder why those questions were surfacing, but um, so there's like this elevator. All right. And me and Christina were like, let's go in, let's see, let's go up and see if it works. And I go in and I'm like, Christina, come in. And she's like, no, I don't think that I'd be able to fit in here. And I'm like, it says for three people, like, I'm pretty sure we'll be able to do it. And then the elevator door closed. And then, so I was in the elevator by myself. Christina left me in there. <laughs> And I went up to the third floor and no one was up there. So then I went back down and Christina wasn't there because she ran up to the third floor to try and find me. Oh um, so when she came back down, I was like, you're a bitch. Um, you left me in the <laughs> elevator by myself and it's all caught on film. So I have proof that Christina left me in this elevator. Right. And I, I and don't don't say anything to her. This interview will probably be posted before my interview with her. So hopefully she doesn't see it by then. But I will be asking the same question to her. Oh, I cannot wait I to hear her side. I can't I will, wait to hear I will it. get her side of the story. <laughs> Mark said, I'll probably get, when I ask you the question, I'll be getting your side. And I'll probably get a totally different side of the story. Well, Christina, her. I guess, I my guess is Christina's going to be like, oh yeah, like I tried helping her and I ran up the stairs. No, she left me in the elevator. She left me there by myself. (laughs) Oh my God, that's hilarious. Oh my God. I cannot believe that is so funny. (laughs) (laughs) So what was it like working with Jess and Christina? 
Oh, they're just wonderful. I worked with Jess on Rocky Horror at the Grand Theater. Um, and she, I met her through that and we had like, we were, we grew really close during Rocky Horror only because she was like, I was still younger and she is not like everyone else was a little bit older than me, but she was like more close in age to me than most of them. So I got really close with Jess during that. And, um, it was really nice to like, cause we already had that chemistry. We already had that bond going on to set. Um, and Christina, like I'm, I didn't know who Christina was until she came in for her screen test and I was already casted. So she came in for her screen test and we had to do like our little scene together. And we like clicked automatically. I was like, you're now my new best friend where we got this, like, we're going to be good together. And Christina is just like the, the sweetest soul. She's so like spontaneous and spunky. And I am in love with Christina. She is like, I, she's like so amazing. Trapped in elevators, then, you know, or, you like, know, except for the part where she trapped me in an elevator. Yeah. That, that's the only part Um, everything else. She's like amazing to work with on set. She's extremely talented. So Christina and Jess were like amazing to work with, like truly amazing. That's awesome. And I, I, I haven't interviewed, like I said, I haven't interviewed Christina yet. I have her on, I believe at four o'clock today. And oh, that's awesome. I interviewed Jess a couple days ago and yeah, Jess was really sweet, really nice. We mm-hmm. got to wrestling. <laughs> so yeah and uh, mark had nothing but nice things to say about the three of you so I, I mean when he offered to have you guys on my show um originally i think it was supposed to be together um all three mm-hmm. of you together with him and i'm like well that would be one thing but then i'm only limited to 40 minutes because i get the free zoom so you only get 40 minutes and somebody when you have yeah. when you have three or more people so i'm like instead of and then i also had like interviews that were groups that um some people didn't speak as much as the others and I want you all to get like your own like talk about your own interview to talk about about everything you know what I mean so I thought it would be a lot better if we just did three you know three individual interviews for the three three of you guys and then one for Mark and that way everybody gets we get to promote it a lot more because then friends will see your interview and Jess's friends will see hers and Mark's colleagues and friends and all that will see his so Mm -hmm. like that way we can kind of reach a more wider demographic with more videos out there at the same time. So I think that yeah, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. that. Yeah. So more on a personal note, um, like which horror film or horror films are your current favorite and which ones got you, uh, got you started into becoming a horror fan? Okay. So I've said this on every single one. My favorite universe, my favorite series is the conjuring. I love the conjuring, all the adaptations, I just watched the third one. It is amazing. I love it so much. Um, I'm just like, I like all the little details. I'm a very, I'm a psychological horror kind of gal. The movie that really got me into horror, or not really movie, but series, was my mom used to watch American Horror Story when I was little. And so I remember her having the DVD for Asylum. And I was like, this looks really good, but kind of scary. And I was like around like probably eight and I was like, I don't really want to watch it, but I want to watch it. So me and my mom ended up watching it together right? Uh, because I was a little scared to watch it. So that was really what got me into like horror. And then I would watch like I watched all the classics like Nightmare on Elm Street and like Texas yeah. Chainsaw Massacre and like all that stuff. But The Conjuring really made me like want to rewatch every single one and like find out every single detail that the directors and the producers put into the movie, because there's just so much that you missed and like you don't you don't want to miss like every detail you want to get like the full story at least I want to get the full story like when I first like I'm about to rewatch the conjuring three 
And when I first watched it, I like was the entire time was researching it. Like I was like, okay, I wonder what's real about this part. What's real about this part? Is this one exaggerated? Because I just want to get like every single part of it. So I understand the full story because I feel like that is just like the best part of horror is that there's always like little details that you missed. Like I just finished um, The Haunting of Bly Manor yesterday. And that was amazing I've watched it like a couple times um but like I found some stuff that I didn't even know about Bly Manor like I found some stuff online and I watched like ending explain videos and I was like that is something I didn't know I really want to rewatch it and like see if I can catch it for myself and that's what I like about horror not just like the jump scares or like right makeup. like I like the actual like plot line the storyline and the stuff that you miss about it and so. if, even if you like watch the original halloween like it's not all about jump scares in that movie there's like not many exactly at all it's more of a psychological thriller like this mm-hmm. could really happen a babysitter can be stalked by this man and then ultimately killed by him like that shit yeah happen mm-hmm. and that's what's so cool about it because you can yep. find so much other stuff like yep. there's so much more that you can research about it did you see the new uh the new promotional poster for uh american horror story season 10 i did see that that looks Alien. so amazing yes also the american horror stories which yep. comes out i think july july 15th, 15th. Yep. yeah that looks cool too i was in when i went to la i just got i got back from la like a month ago i went to la with my friend and um we went to the murder house to like because nice. we wanted to see it nice. and they were they were filming the american horror stories and it was so cool to actually like see somebody else like a, like a professional like yeah like really really professional ryan murphy was there like it was nice. like everything to watch it to just sit there like i sat there for an hour and a half just watching them film did you, outside. Uh, did you like talk to ryan or anything no i i just i was sitting across the street okay. so i didn't really get to talk to anybody plus there was a lot of police cars so I was really scared that I was gonna get yelled at (laughs) but I did we did see me and my friend we saw Ryan walk across and we saw um the two like the two nurses in season one we saw them okay and the two little boys in the beginning of the of season one we saw them so like we didn't really get to meet them but we saw them (laughs) this is for American Horror Stories yeah nice and i heard they are going back to the murder house for that and the, the new teaser that came out shows uh instead of a rubber man it's a rubber woman yeah i saw that i saw the 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 uh, little promotional yeah. video that Would was- it, wouldn't it be a twist you remember how the rubber man was uh tate and he uh mm-hmm. used it as you know i guess you could say rape uh uh was it vivian mm-hmm. the mom right wouldn't yeah. it be a twist if the rubber woman was vivian okay wait That'd be sick. Like, super cool. <laughs> we should just start feeding ideas to Ryan Murphy. Like, right! <laughs> we have some ideas. <laughs> Absolutely. That would be really like, cool. Like, when you look at it, like, not gonna lie, when you look at it, it kind of, like, the the rubber woman kind of has the same body shape as Yeah. Women. I was thinking that when I was looking at it. I'm like, I, I, I was kind of trying to see her shape and see if that was her or i mean i'm assuming for that type of that teaser trailer they would get somebody similar but not that actress so they can like, yeah you don't kind of aim it at it but i was thinking what if it was vivian Harmon, you know as the rubber woman because in season one she was raped by the rubber man and gave birth to the antichrist that is a twist and i like that a lot i actually I do. really like that I think that would be really cool. Come on, Ryan Murphy, make it happen. Come on, Ryan Murphy. 
And season one is my ultimate favorite season of them all. And uh, I love season one. That's my number one. And a lot of people love Asylum one or even two. Honestly, my number one is Murder House. And number two, a lot of people disagree with me on this, but I loved Cult. Okay. I liked Cult. Um, I just didn't, I don't really, I'm not a big politics kind of person. Yeah. When I watched Cult, I was like, yeah, politics. I knew it was getting, I knew it was good. It could have, it could have went really edgy if it went into the Donald Trump presidency. Mm -hmm. Um, I liked it because it wasn't like all ghosts or demons. It was real world fears at the time. So I really, really enjoyed the fact that it inspired real world fears and real world horror that was going on in, you know, current Current society. I like so I that's what made me really like that a lot. And I really enjoyed um Kai Anderson. I actually really liked uh, Evan mm-hmm. Peters' Kai Anderson. I thought he did a really bang up job. I that. feel like I feel like that was Evan Peters probably best character yeah. he's played. Yeah, Besides yeah. Tate. I like Tate a lot. Yeah. That I like Tate, but yeah, Kai Anderson had to take a lot of character development. Right. To get yeah. into that. Yeah, absolutely. And I know um with um with uh after he did that role in season eight apocalypse he was a minimum role because mm-hmm. that role as kai took a lot out of him and he needed so a break energy, yeah. and then he didn't return for season nine mm-hmm. because he needed that break because that character was so in-depth and so morally corrupted that he needed that break it took a lot out of him because if you think about it yeah you're acting but as an actor you got to get into the mindset of said role of said character and him yeah. you know him being an actor he had to get into the role of a lunatic you know trump supporter Mm -hmm. that wanted to create his own cult so to speak so like he had to get into that mindset and doing that really really um i thought uh it did take a lot out of him but i thought he did an amazing job he really did oh evan peters did so amazing in that yeah he's like a really talented actor i had Mm -hmm. one person i interviewed one person from american horror story and he was like a very minimum role um it was in season nine 1984 he played the dad of brooke at the wedding it's uh stephen culp oh okay okay yeah I interviewed him mainly because he was in uh, Jason Goes to Hell the Final Friday. So I mainly talked about that with him. But he was also in uh, How to Get Away with Murder and uh, American Horror Story, of course, that one episode. So he he actually, I asked him about American Horror Story and he said, that's a joke. I'm like, what do you mean? What was was the joke about it? He said, well, they brought me in. It was like all the super secretive stuff. I was supposed to be like recurring as a ghost or whatever. And it turned into me being one episode. You blink, you miss me. Wow. So he literally went for like a recurring role and he took this role because it was supposed to be recurring and it literally turned into like a one-off one episode like oh my seconds. gosh bark, bark. yeah and he said it was like so super secretive and like he was, it was like jumping through hoops to get all these contracts signed and everything like that and you can't say a word or you're, you're gonna get sued and all that stuff yeah and yeah he said, he said it turned out to be like a very very small role you blink you pretty much miss them like yeah and he said he was on set for like 12 hours to film like one scene like one little segment yeah. oh gosh yeah it, it was crazy it was crazy but uh yeah i couldn't i couldn't believe that it took him like that like how that went because he really wanted to be more and then he was also i don't know if you ever saw how to get away with murder um he played uh one of the uh district attorneys i believe um opposite of annalise keating um uh, like i forget what season it was but uh it was where the uh twins um the Chinese and the African-American twin like when they were okay yeah 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 he played their district attorney for like two episodes oh okay yeah Yeah, so that was that was pretty cool so yeah it was cool talking to him um I didn't even finish how to get away with murder yet I have like two seasons to watch yet but yeah Yeah, I haven't finished it either so 
You're good. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. So, um, let me see. So, what was the best part about filming Massacre Academy, and what was the worst? Um, I think the best part was just like the fact that it was kind of my dream come true. Because mm-hmm. um, I've loved horror, like I've said, I've loved horror yeah. so much. And being able to be there on set and watch everything, even if I wasn't in a scene, I got to still be right. there and watch it. Right. was like honestly just like my dreams just like lit up and I was like this is what I want to do I'm actually doing what I love right so that was probably the best part honestly and then the worst part I don't really know if there was a worst part elevator, the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> yes the elevator um no I really don't think there was a worst part I mean I if I'm being completely honest it was like dirty I had like dirt all over my elbows and on my back and like on my pants but like that's okay it was dirty were you were you in the scene uh where they were in like the freezing temperature room Mm -mm. okay because I know uh that when I asked the same question to Jess and Mark they both said that was probably the worst like was being in that like 30 like I was in the downstairs part of it okay and I was in like I was in one small little clip where I literally just walk out and I have Christina on my arm and I just walk out so that was the only part so like I wasn't up there for like two hours but yeah that that must have sucked (laughs) I can only imagine yeah and then we went to this oh 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 you just unlocked a memory we went to the other building which was also freezing cold Mm -hmm. and I, I I'm like allergic to the cold so I get really bad hives all over my skin when I when it's too cold and so we were in that room and we all were huddling under blankets and all you see in like one of the shots is just my cheeks are so red and I have hives just on my cheeks and I will not forget that 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 was that actually kind of did suck that really did suck that was a good memory (laughs) that sucked (laughs) really bad (laughs) yeah I I I like the cold but I don't like it where it's to the point that you can't even do anything because you're like shivering you know and it was worse because it was cold outside and then it was cold inside so there was no warmth anywhere like nowhere no warmth except for under the blanket and me and Christina and Jess all shared that blanket (laughs) ouch so um, the next question I have for you is to, to pretty much to discuss the premiere. So if somebody wants to go, go and see the movie at the premiere, uh, when and where is the premiere and how can they get their tickets to go? Um, so there is a Facebook page uh, for Massacre Academy. Uh, it's just called Massacre Academy. You can look it up on Facebook. Yeah. And there's the link to our premiere. The premiere is July 31st of 2021. Mm-hmm. And then um, it's at the Lamp Theater in Irwin, PA. Um, and you could get your tickets. They're $30 a piece. Um, we only have like a few left. So if you would like to go get them, I would get them now or like close to now. Right. (laughs) Um, but yeah, the link to get the tickets is on the, on the Facebook page. It's on all of our Facebook pages. Um, on the Instagram page, there's there, if you find it, they will just, the link is there. I guarantee you. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. And I know, uh, like I'm glad COVID is kind of lifting up because, um, I'm glad it didn't affect your premiere because you guys mm-hmm. definitely deserve it. I know per- firsthand what it's like to make a movie, to be in a movie and, a, you know, actually 
produce a movie like i i've been on both in the spectrum and it's it's hard it's hard a lot of time a lot of you know effort a lot of stuff off script offset where you have to memorize your lines and be prepared get the character all that different stuff so you guys 100 deserve having a movie premiere and to celebrate getting this movie out there because you both like you all uh you know put in your time and your effort and everything that you could possibly put in to make this movie come to life and you all deserve it so i'm glad that covid is allowing that to happen for you guys well, thank you. That's really sweet. <laughs> so last question I got for you. Um, are there any other films outside of Massacre Academy or any other projects that you're working on that you would like to promote to the listening viewing audience and also any social media accounts that you would like to promote? I do have a few things coming up that are in the works. I'm not exactly sure if I can talk about them yet, but they're, um, they're some stuff that's coming up for me at least. Um, and then I have like a few like theater stuff that I'm doing but that's not really movies um <laughs> uh but uh my social media I just have I have an Instagram it's okay Sierra um and then I have a TikTok where I don't really post much acting stuff I'm like more <laughs> of a cosplayer on there okay but if you'd like to go follow that it's simply Sierra one um and then I just have Facebook which is just Sierra Mitchell if you'd like to look me up I post mostly on Facebook around like for my film stuff yes. and what's coming up for me so Awesome awesome that. <laughs> Awesome sounds good and uh, I'm sure you have an IMDb page if you have an IMDb page um if you want to see what Sierra's up to go check that out um obviously this project that you're not allowed to talk about not just you but anybody that is has products that aren't really public you know public knowledge uh, they're not allowed to talk about it so any of my guests including Sierra uh, make sure you check out their IMDb page to keep updated on anything that they are going to be working on yeah. All right. Thank yeah. you, Sierra, for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. This Not was a problem. Lot of fun. <laughs> I'm so glad that you uh, were able to make that we were able to make this happen. Me too. Me too. All right. Have a good rest of your day. You too. Thank right, you. Thanks. Bye. Bye.